Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's up, guys? Thanks for pressing play on 90 Day Fiance, Crazy and Love the Podcast. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. She's never taken an IQ test, but according to a Facebook quiz, she's highly intelligent. The one (laughs) and only... Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? Is that Albert Einstein I see over there? Who oh, is that? Maybe maybe <laughs> you're mistaking the hair. Yeah, my, my, it is out of control. My wild hair. You did really well on a Facebook quiz you were telling me yesterday. All the quizzes. You know how many quizzes I do? I do about three a day. I don't want to know that. Do you really do? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> it's something I do for myself. Wait, you're still doing that? Every single time a quiz pops, like, oh, do you know your history? Or, oh, do you know your countries? Do you know, you know, capital cities? I'm, I'm, I'm right there. I didn't do you know animals? Know, I didn't even know you used Facebook still, to be honest. Well, this is how I use Facebook, but I never share my results. But I tell you what. I never, in any of those quizzes, I never scored below 90%. Never scored below 90 no. Wow. All right. It's like I'm out of control. I am sitting I with say, greatness right there now. are a few that, you know, I get lucky and I guessed. Yeah. But somehow, like, somehow I'm like scoring, scoring up high. But I'll tell you which test I didn't score high. Okay. Remember I showed you they updated this U.S. citizen yes. citizenship test? Yes. Which... I'm not there yet. I just, you know, eventually I'll apply, I'll study for it, but I just took it for fun. As an example, it was on the New York Times. Yeah, it wasn't a Facebook test. No, 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 no. There, there wasn't. This is a different one. And okay. that one I failed. <laughs> oh, that's the one you need to be able to pass. <laughs> I know. So I was like, man, need to study for that. Yeah, stop taking what's the capital of Alaska tests and start studying for your citizenship test because it's going to be coming up soon. It's going to be coming up real I know, soon. I know. I have to start. But yeah. But what, was I, I, the la- what was the last test you took on Facebook? Oh, it's about two hours ago. <laughs> no. What was it? Uh, I took the test of if you know which food belongs <laughs> to which country. So they show you a, pic- a picture of a food and the name like falafel and you go Turkey. <laughs> and you did pretty well on that? Oh my God. I scored 98%. I only got oh, one wrong. Look at you. Wow. I'm telling you guys, I learned so much about (laughs) Teresa doing this podcast because I don't think I would have ever learned this except we're talking about it now. So, I I mean, I I could tell you, but in the same time, I feel like you would not understand my passion for these stupid tests. (laughs) Well, maybe I want to take them. 
Why are you oh, holding out on me? I, I can share with you. I'm a little competitive. I think we should go head to head and see who does better. But look, some of them are stupid. So like sometimes I'm like, ugh, what am I doing? But right. you know, some no, of them are good. Next time you take a good, you always show me seal photos. You're always showing me photos of seals, but you never because show me these are, tests. Are, seals are beautiful. Yeah. Well, share a test with me once. I'll share a test with you. Anyways, guys, first things first, you got to follow us on Instagram at 90 Day Crazy and Love. You just got to do it. There's a lot of fun things happening over there. Don't want you to miss out on it. And in fact, we want you to be a part of it. So follow us on Instagram at 90 Day Crazy and Love. We're doing our Sunday night lives there every Sunday night, hopping on, talking about the latest episode. We're sharing some memes. Teresa's going to share her recent Facebook quiz scores on there. So <laughs> make sure you're following us. And also make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you're listening right now, smash that subscribe button. Yeah, guys, smash it like it's hot. And one more ask. Unless you are driving, unless you're operating a motor vehicle right now, please take five seconds, look down, grab your phone, and leave us a review. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It doesn't have to be wordy. It could be five stars. It could be whatever you want. Just It, it means the world if you guys could leave us a review. It, it makes really helps us happy. Us. It makes us happy. It helps us it as a podcast. Mm-hmm. So if you have two seconds to just leave a review, we appreciate it. It's, if it's the one nice thing you do today... We thank you for it. Screw the rest of the day. Screw the rest of the people. (laughs) You could leave a nice review and we'd appreciate that. Very, very much. So speaking of reviews, got another nice one I want to read. And I actually think you read this one because this one comes from Missy Ward, who Mm. listens to the podcast on Podcast Addict. But she she knows we only get the reviews on Apple. Guys, if you don't know, we kind of only can read the reviews on Apple Podcasts. So Missy screenshotted her review and sent it to us on Instagram. That was very sweet. Yeah. Well, the review was sweet. The the sending, the sharing of it was even sweeter. The effort. The effort. That's what it is. The effort was amazing. So five stars for your effort, Missy. She also gave us five stars. And she said, I really enjoy listening to these two. They give a different perspective as a married couple from different cultures And here's where she's taking sides a little bit. She says, I really enjoyed Teresa's accent. Oh, and (sighs) that just made me so happy because I don't know if you guys know if you can tell or I probably shared this with you, but I am very self-conscious about my accent. Yeah, that's why I was surprised you wanted to do this podcast because I know how because it's just you and you me. Are. I don't see people, so right. we get so into it. So basically, it's just us having a conversation. I forget about people listening, but I have to say, every single time I'm reminded by how many people listen to us. Yeah, or you know when we do our lives, I get very anxious. You do get nervous. One person would be too much for me. I know, I know, but people love it. That's not well, the first review that said they love your voice. And I very much appreciate it. But what happens is when I get nervous, uh, I can't speak. Mm-hmm. My English goes down the hill. Uh-oh. My check goes down the hill. Your Facebook quiz scores go up. They totally. still. I was just going to say, I didn't realize that I got quite addicted to those. To the quizzes? Yeah. It started I didn't very, either. It's very, it started like an innocent thing I did like once a week. <laughs> I can't believe I'm married to a Facebook <laughs> quiz taker. But I don't share my score. That's actually the big difference. I feel like so many people take the quizzes. Oh, so many. That's, it's the people who share them that are suspicious. How do you think I found, how do you think I find the test? I don't know. I how don't do people know. take them? Yeah. 
I okay. They always so like, many questions about every this. single time I get a hundred percent. They ask me if I want to shed. I'm like, ah. <laughs> and you you sit there and I'm debate like, with yourself for I'm minutes. Like biting my biting my nails. I'm like, should I or I should never I flex? do. Should I flex how smart I am? You know, I don't want to flex. I don't want to flex my my Facebook IQ test scores. <laughs> Not even IQ. Facebook quizzes. Are you saying you do these daily, once a day at least? Mm, uh, <laughs> should I, I like honest? Should I didn't know there was this many quizzes. Yes, I do it like at least once a day. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is but ridiculous. This started about like three weeks ago. It's, oh, it seems like you've been doing it for years. No, it's something new. Oh, okay. That's maybe. Fine. No, mm, I was going to say maybe around Thanksgiving. So a month and a half. Okay. I thought... Since you got on Facebook years ago. No, this is something new I developed very recently. You've redeemed yourself. You've redeemed yourself. And I'm like loving it. Now I keep (laughs) like the same quizzes keep popping and I I kind of like know the answers now. Have you taken the what cheese am I quiz? What what quiz is that? I don't know. It tells you what cheese you are. No, but I would totally take (laughs) it. I know. I figured you're such a cheese fanatic. I am. Anyways, enough about us. Thank you, Missy, for that review. Yes, thank you very much. I That just warmed my heart. Yeah, super sweet. Everyone, I feel like all you guys, you guys are super sweet. So I think we're very lucky because, we, you know, we, we get the occasional negative comment. Once in a while, someone will say something maybe a little mean. But I think for the majority of our Listen, this of our is how I look at things. If the comment is negative, but they tell us why, yeah. I take it. If people are just mean... Then I'm like, why, why are you listening yeah, to no us? You no know? one's forcing you to listen to this. Exactly. If you if you tell us, oh, you know, maybe I should improve this and this and that, I'll take it. I mean, this is how you learn, right? But yeah. if someone's like, you suck, and that's it, it's like, okay, well, why do we suck? Imagine somewhere in some random country this podcast is being used as a torture device. Like they're just locking someone up in a cell Jeez. and just playing us over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that bad, is it? I hope not. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. Let's let's do one of my favorite segments of the podcast. A little 90 day, by the way. By the way, go for it. All right. I think you know a little bit about this first story. I think I know where you're you, headed because I kind of kind of asked you about you this. You brought something up and I said, stop, stop, stop. That's yeah. going to be a by the way. So if you guys don't know, this one is a doozy. Okay. So if you remember seasons ago, Angela of Angela and Michael was she was <laughs> she was touring wedding venues in Georgia. She wanted to find a place she could hold her wedding with Michael. She wanted to make it a hybrid American African mashup wedding. You remember this, mm-hmm. right? Oh okay. yeah. So Angela ends up at the Cotton Patch in Hazelhurst, Georgia. It's a it's with a, her friend. It's a unique venue to say the least. And yes, her friend we meet, it's DJ Doug. You might remember his famous line. He said, well, we can barbecue a goat because <laughs> she was like, well, how, you know, what can we do here to make this different, make this festive? He offered barbecuing a goat. So on TV, they say he's in charge. They say DJ Doug is in charge. He organizes the events. He's the owner of the venue. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's not. The real owner of the cotton patch is actually another friend of Angela's, one she got arrested with years ago on DUI charges. 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. So, the re- so I, d- I didn't dig this deep because yeah. you stopped me. Yeah. So the real owner is Angela's friend. Yes. and they Was got he a- on TV or she? No, because okay. here's what I think happened. The two of them were out partying one night. They got drunk. They had to... Some they had to drive somewhere, so I think mm. they he drove her, got pulled over by the police, so he got a DUI. Okay, and she goes, Okay, I'm gonna take it from here. She then drove the car, <laughs> but she was drunk, so she got a DUI. <laughs> I don't know. They both ended up getting DUIs the same night. The mugshots went out on the internet, everyone saw this guy as Angela's Wait, friend. Was this while Angela was already on 90? I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'm pretty sure. So that guy who got the DUI, he's the real owner of the cotton patch. Okay. But I think when TLC went to go shoot this scene, they said, everyone knows the owner from your mug shots. We need mm. somebody else that to would make stand sense. in. Yeah. So they got DJ Doug. They got <laughs> DJ Doug to play the owner. Um, I think he was just the DJ at the cotton patch. Now he's pretending he's the owner. Okay. Well, DJ Doug got in trouble. He got in big trouble. And this is what you saw, mm. I think. According to the Instagram page, 187 Anonymous Gossip, DJ Doug had a warrant out for his arrest on several charges, including felony murder, home invasion, armed robbery, and cruelty to children. So, okay. So, so it wasn't Angela's friend. DJ Doug was not Angela's friend. I'm sure they run in the same circle. Let's be honest here. Maybe, yeah. I'm just assuming because if, he works for this owner and this owner is friends with Angela. Mm. They must know each other. Yeah, right? that makes sense. I'm not sense. saying they're best friends, but they must be aware of each other. So DJ Doug had this worn out. He turned himself in. So kudos, mm. kudos for that. But we can barbecue a goat was not DJ Doug's only quotable line from 90 Day Fiance. He also said, pick your sin and I'll help accommodate it. When did he say that? I think because Angela wanted to pull off some lavish, crazy mm. things. At this, He was like, pick your sin and I'll help you accommodate it. Now that sounds a little bit darker that he's being. That sounds <laughs> very dark. He's being charged with murder. Oh, my God. Yeah. So wow. that's, that's a heavy one. That's a heavy one. Angela, stay out of trouble, please. Well, it's almost like Angela is surrounded by people who get themselves into a situation like this. Trouble like finds her. This guy, her daughter, which yeah. I've read some details, but you know, I don't want to bring it up. I think it's disturbing. And also, I don't know how much of it is, is through. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to go there. But bottom line is, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. She <laughs> leads an interesting life. And she seems like a, such a sweet lady. I'm kind of hesitant to say that, but she seems nice. Like, she I has a good heart. I wouldn't call her sweet. She's she definitely not sweet. I think yes. she has a good heart. I think she has a good heart. I think she works hard. But now she smokes she's... a lot, but she is a hard worker. She yeah. takes care of all those children. Yeah. She did take care of her mom. And as crazy as she is, I do think that she's a good person, but maybe she should pick Different, you know, different friends sometimes. Like, yeah, find a different circle, Angela, because if you go to prison, I don't know who's going to take care of that household, right? Literally. All right. Oof, that was a heavy one. By the way, number two, it's a little bit lighter. It's a little bit lighter in nature. Mm-hmm. All right. It is official. Yara has started her own YouTube channel. Mm. So far, she's got one video up. Okay. She's mainly talking about her fashion and her clothing, but... 
let's be honest, I'd rather watch this than Big Ed rubbing barbecue sauce all over oh, his body. Oh, I, I can't. I can't even think about it. So basically, she's doing an unboxing. It, it's more of an unbagging, right? She went to Zara. She shopped. She bought a bunch of clothes. And then she's unbagging it. She's showing off her favorites from Zara. Oh, which, I should watch it because that's the only place I shop at. Well, <laughs> I was going to tell you you should watch this. And then I got nervous because I feel like you would want to buy everything that she takes out of this bag. It's a <laughs> lot of leather. So, <gasps> Yeah, a lot of black clothing items, a lot of leather. That which sounds like my my wardrobe. Your, you dress in black and you wear leather. That's it. You guys had that in common. Well, I kind of had to pause on the leather in Florida. Yeah. Because you guys can imagine, you know, 90 degrees most yeah. of the year. Yeah, it's uh, not the most comfortable it's fabric. Not, it's, not a, it's, it's not a leather weather. It's not leather weather. <laughs> I'm impressed you were able to say that. Oh, it was really tongue, tough. It was tongue, really tough. It's a tongue twister. I hope people understand that's what I just said. So, okay. So she goes through her clothing. She shows everything off. But the biggest news of this nine-minute unbagging video is her announcement that she's going to be opening a clothing shop very soon. Oh, So okay. Yeah, I'm not too sure if it's going to be clothing she's designing or mm. if it's more of like the real real where she'll just curate a shop, yeah. clothing she's worn and sell that. So I'm just going to give you a little, uh, what I think about this, okay. a little feedback. Give right? me your, yeah, give me your thoughts. You know Yaramir Jagr, yes. the Czech hockey player, the sure. most famous Czech hockey player. He dated this Czech model before. I think she lived in Florida with him when he played for Miami. And anyways, then they broke up. But while she was in Miami, she started her online shop, basically her shopping Buying, you know, Victoria's Secret, buying Zara, buying whatever she could find in outlets mm -hmm. and reselling it in the Czech Republic. Oh. And it grew. So now she still does it. But on top of it, she started her own brand. And actually, she has the clothes made in the Czech Republic. And I guess she gets inspired by other, other clothes. But she still resells like luxurious brands. So she flies to the US. She buys like Ch Chanel and Louis Vuitton bags on like... You know, like from five years ago, something cheaper, and she resells them. So I feel like but that's, she can't. Can she do that in America? Or she has to I do it internationally. Do not, I do not know. I, I've never done it, but I know some people. Like, I know people opening shops, like girls shopping in America, reselling it or sending it to the Czech Republic mm. through like PayPal or so. So I wonder. I could see her. Yeah, I don't see her designing her own clothing at this point, but eventually she'll probably get there. But I mean, she wants to do makeup, which I feel like that would be more successful. Uh, she she wants to do, I think she wants to do the whole, the whole package, the clothing, the makeup, maybe the hair. I don't know. She said a salon, but she's also said a shop. I think something in the beauty fashion. I mean, I think it's good she's doing something, you know, like, as we always say, lots of these foreigners come here and they don't know what they want to do. So I feel yeah. like the fact that she has a passion and she knows what she wants to do or she's doing it. That's good. Well, I'm pretty sure she did that in Ukraine. I think she had a shop of some sort mm. in Ukraine. So I think she's just maybe bringing that idea stateside. Yeah, that's cool. Good for her. Yeah. So we'll stay tuned. We'll keep an eye out for that. You can check out that video on YouTube if you haven't seen oh, yeah, it. Now all I want to do is I want to go and shop at Zara. We don't have any. I still have us. three dresses I have to return. <laughs> 
Well, you should do that. I, I'm, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Stop taking Facebook quizzes oh. and go return your czar. I have please. to. I bought I bought a good amount over the holidays, but not everything fits. Yeah. Well, that's that. That's that quarantine body. No, it's actually the opposite. It's oh. too big on me. Jeez. You were assuming you put on weight in quarantine. Well, it, it could fit. It's just, it makes me look like a bag. So that's like... I think I bought a few dresses. They're supposed to be flowy, but they're flowing way too much. Okay. You know? Yeah. I don't like that. Let's not look like a bag. That's not the the vibe we're going for here. I agree. Facebook quiz. Do I look like a bag? Hopefully not. I would not take a quiz like this. I, I think I, you would. I'm taking intellectual quizzes. Sure. Sure you are. What was the last one you said you took? To match a photo of a of, of food to a country. Uh, so so intellectual. <laughs> Very. I scored ninety eight percent. I only got one food wrong. It was from Iran, Iran, Iran. How do you pronounce it? I don't know. What's the food? I forgot the food. I never heard of it, so I okay. guessed the wrong country. Okay. Well, enough is enough with the Facebook quizzes. I'll send you some. Okay. Thank you. Sharing, You're welcome. Sharing is caring. Exactly. All right. You want to talk about 90 Day Fiance? Speaking about matching countries, can we match some people with some foreigners? Yeah. So I let's don't, do it. I don't think they're matching themselves too well this season, but let's talk Gee, about it. I think they do. Oh, well, first of all, I'm thinking Mike and Natalie. No, oh, I'm thinking ooh. Stephanie and Ryan. No, I'm thinking Andrew and Amira. No. All I right, think these all people right. are, give are you, failing the Facebook match quiz. All right. All right. I'll, okay? I'll give you that. There's two or three that maybe I'm buying it. All right. Let's so, start. Let's start with one that brought a lot of drama and entertainment this past Sunday. Maybe they'll make it. Maybe they won't. They'll make it if they're parents or if. Their in-laws get out of the way. We're talking about Brandon and Julia. Oh, Brandon and BJ. Julia. BJ. BJ. Hey, I have a question for you. Sure. What do you think about Brandon and Julia as a couple? Forget the parents. Forget mm-hmm. the animals. Forget Aspen. You know, do, what do you think of them as a couple? Do you think they are in it for real? Do you think they, you know, could make it? Or do you think this is like... Julia's faking it. Is she just trying to stay in the U.S.? What do you think? Well, it's a loaded question because on the surface, I look at them and I go, they're both attractive enough that it doesn't raise any red flags. They are both basically the same age. doesn't raise any red flags. So, you know, two check marks in the believable column. But then... Someone's reading the USCIS website. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, USCIS is the immigration. Do they services. have believable and not believable? Mm-hmm. What there is there is a there is a list of what can make it suspicious. Oh. So okay, two check marks wait, wait. in the believable. Maybe it's not on the USCIS official website. It's on one of those like immigration websites. But yes. So anyway, that all checks out. But then I go. And I see how they're interacting and I see Julia's disdain for farm life. And I go, well, she knew this about Brandon, right? She knew he lived with mom and dad. She knew he lived on a farm. She seems to hate it so much. Why did she agree to it? Was it just come to America and then spread her wings and leave? So this is how I look at it, right? Yes, she knew this about Brandon, but he also promised her that that was temporary. 
He yeah. promised her that, you know, they'll eventually move out. He didn't tell her they won't be sharing a room. That's so true. she probably thought, you know what, coming to the US, I'm going to be with Brandon at his parents' house for a bit to save up some money and move out, which there is nothing wrong with this picture. Right? Right. Like, when I see them together, like, when she arrived, I was like, oh, man, she's here just for a green car. Like, yeah. But. Yeah. As the relationship progresses, I can I can see that she's into him and she he is into her. That they are a real couple, but I think they both are very immature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Brandon needs to stand up to his parents or at least be like, hey, guys, like, I know this is your house, but also she's my wife to be. We have to find common ground instead of Brandon just like doesn't want to, you know, create any arguments with anyone. I think you said, you know, you could see them together. There's love. Yeah. I think there's excitement. I think she's excited. She's in America. I think Brandon's excited. He's got this Russian girl Mm -hmm. here. So I think there's excitement and maybe lust. I don't know. For me, the verdict is still out if there's love there. I can't tell that. But let's talk about a check in the suspicious column. The way they met. Julia yeah. Julia sees Brandon on a video chat and yeah, it's just like, I'm, yep, I'm I'm sold. Here I, I come. I Pack honestly, I'm hoping that they will clarify this eventually. Maybe in one of those, what is it called? 90 Day Bears All. Yeah. Like Because I'm still kind of unclear about this story that's where so, like, it i don't want to seems... i don't even want to bring it up but uh, what we know is that his friends were at a club in russia she was working she was a go-go dancer and they saw each other on screen and he said oh you look like my you look like my future wife for her to take that bait and come to america is so suspicious it's like she was waiting for a guy that's to say very that true. and then take it i don't know it's a good question, and we'll have to see. I mean, if that was the case, and she ended up falling in love with him, that's, that's a fine. great story, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I would, you know, it's not our story. I'm glad it's not our story. Yeah, but it's a story. It's definitely um, a story. But yeah, I can see her being into him. I can see obviously he's like smitten by her. So I feel like if the parents step aside, and you know, Brandon can figure out what he wants to do, how he wants to approach this whole thing. Yeah. They might make it work. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the parents stepping aside because Betty and Ron, they, they step aside for one night, right? They leave Brandon and Julia alone for one night. I have a feeling they wouldn't if there wasn't a camera crew keeping an eye on oh, these yeah. nymphomaniacs. But they leave for like 12 hours. Where do you think they went for the night? Maybe they booked a hotel so they can bang it up. Oh, that's true. They had their own little smash mm. session. I was thinking more like a hamster breeding convention or like a bingo tournament or something. Hamster breeding convention. <laughs> breeding. <laughs> breeding. Yeah. <laughs> Although they seem like people who would just sit there and watch hamsters breathe as well. So it just, <laughs> it was just peculiar to be where they go. They Went away for 12 hours at most, I feel like. Yeah. They left at night, it seemed like, and they came back in the morning. morning. Like, Betty was in the kitchen. They had legit rolling suitcases that they were loading into the car. So Into one of those 29 cars they have, or I'm just guessing the number, but they have so many cars. So they either had cosplay, like sexual costumes in those suitcases, or they're not great packers. Because why were they, they each had a rolling suitcase. 
to go I mean, away for 12 hours. Maybe just to make it look a little more dramatic or, <sighs> you know, you just throw things in the luggage. It doesn't mean you have to fill it. Right. Yeah. Got to sell it. Maybe they went up to D.C., you know, have some dinner, drinks and. Yeah. Who knows? We'll never know. I guess we'll never find out unless Ron and Betty do a bear's all. And I hope they don't. Ooh. So they barely get to the end of the driveway and Brandon and Julia get naked. Right. She Julia comes out of the house, opens her towel and it looks like she fully flashes Brandon. Oh, I think she did. But the I think camera they, is yeah, right there. I think they have no shame. I think uh, they are nuts. And they're just, you know, they're like, oh, my God, let's be crazy. I mean, maybe her because she's a go-go dancer. She's probably used to all eyes on her bearing it all. No because if she was wearing bathing suit, yeah. they would. They would not. No, because TLC wants to make it juicy, too. TLC wants to make it look like, oh, but when Ron and Betty are away, the cats will play, you know? Or the mice. I don't know what that saying is. But I don't know. Listen, they were just following Betty's orders. Betty said no clothes in the top. So that is a whole thing, right? (laughs) You can't sleep in the same bedroom. You can't live together. Right now. But, but you, there is a bowl of condoms. There's a bowl of condoms. And if you're going to hot tub, you better do it naked. So many mixed signals. It does not make much sense. But I think as much as I like Betty and Ron in the first episode, I cannot stand them. But in the same time, I'm loving it because oh, they bring drama. They're the worst characters the, this season. The worst. Well, tied with Natalie. Oh, Natalie's, that's true. Natalie is getting worse and I think worse Natalie is worst. The worst? Yeah. But we'll get there. Okay, so Ron and Betty, they're back, right? The party's over. Julia got the taste of freedom, so she's a little spoiled now. She felt like this is what it could be like when Brandon and I have our own place. Who knows when that's going to happen? But Brandon and Julia, they're hanging out, and we have to talk about this room because I – I don't know if you saw this room. I have no idea what's going on there. <laughs> you know you know how we have the miscellaneous drawer? Yeah, the junk drawer. <laughs> yes. It's like the miscellaneous room. Oh, it's, the a ju- complete, the junk room. it's a complete junk room. There's, there's the puppy cages. There's a <laughs> treadmill. There's a fridge with a microwave on top of it. It's way worse than Julia's bedroom. Everyone wants to talk about how bad her bedroom is. Really? This room is a disaster. Mm. Forget about Mike's closet. This house, I'm saying it, the worst smelling thing on 90 Day this season. Hands down. The crickets, the protein powder, Aspen. <laughs> you know this thing smells bad. Wait, I just say that Aspen smells? Oh, awful. Aspen because she wears like the animals? Yeah, that's one reason. That's Let's not get too much into well, Aspen's hygiene. Oh, okay. But yeah, I think she's adding to the funk of this place for sure. So they're hanging out in this junk room, this the, junk the drawer miscell- of a mis- room. Miscellaneous room. The miscellaneous room. <laughs> Betty walks in. She wants to talk to Brandon and Julia because some stuff went down. She's so serious. Some stuff went down while they were at their quilting convention or whatever they were at the bingo tournament. And she's a little pissed because apparently the cover to the hot tub is like a <laughs> little bit off. I okay. So this is what I realized: how crazy either she is this crazy, or the shows like oh come on, like Betty, like show them something crazy. No, she's this crazy. Oh yeah, because I am very OCD. I hate when things are not aligned and things are off. Yeah. But I would never make a big deal out of that. Like I would probably go and fix it myself. I but can, that would be it. I can see Betty 
coming back from her bang fest or whatever it was that she went out. I was saying bang, like B-A-N-G. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Wherever they were, she comes back. I can see her grabbing a clipboard with like a bunch of items and being like, okay, uh, the crickets are still in the box. (laughs) All the cars are here. Wait a minute. The hot tub lid is slightly ajar. And there's a sperm flowing in in it. So then that's where it gets bad because Uh she lifts up the lid and is like, the water's the water's cloudy, Brandon. Cloudy is not good. <laughs> She's like, did you wear clothes? Yeah. And like Julia wasn't getting it because she was like. Because she's a normal person who realizes the hypocrisy in this statement. Well, I, I thought for this, I think like she understood that Betty meant no clothes. But at the same time, she was questioning it because Betty was like, did you wear clothes? Right. No, so she, she was like, oh, my God, what, what, what should I say? So she like played it down like. I don't know what's going on. I mean, it's really a test of your willpower. The fact that you have to be naked in a hot tub, but you can't have sex. Because Betty's not going to... Oh, but give me a break. Betty and Ron are in the top naked, but they don't do uh, anything. Is that is that what she meant when she said, I use this hot tub for therapy, not entertainment? Because... Uh, I mean, sex can be therapeutic. Am uh, I right? Now I need therapy after picturing <laughs> Betty in this cloudy well, hot tub. Why are you picturing Betty? Oh, my God. Because she said I use it as therapy. It's oh, not for entertainment. True. And then she goes like, well, if it gets like this, then I have to drain it. She said she's, like, she's drained it yeah, multiple she's times. Like, and it's getting old. Julia drained Brandon and then Betty has to drain the hot tub. What was she saying? That Brandon is like pleasing himself. What? No. Is that what it meant? I don't think. No. When she said she had to drain it several times. He's having sex in the hot tub. With who before Julia? I'm sure he's met other women. You think so? starters. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Look, all I'm going to say is Brandon is used to dealing with cockroaches. Now he's got to learn how to deal with cock blocks. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Okay, so Betty leaves and... Maybe he should wear two condoms like Paul and when he was in Brazil. Oh, when he gets in the water? Uh I think think Paul called it like a penis sheath, like a sheath, which just makes everything sound worse. (laughs) I don't know. I don't... Can we not talk about it? Let's not go there. Okay. So Betty leaves after shaming Brandon and Julia And Julia gets all upset because Brandon once again didn't stand up to Betty. And she's worried he's a little boy. She's not going to take care of his needs. And, of course, this is not – it should not be a surprise anymore that Brandon's going to kowtow to his parents. Well, yeah. But I also think the problem is that Betty doesn't know – doesn't know. Of course she knows. Betty doesn't recognize that – that Brandon is 27-year-old, grown-up man with a fiancé living with them. Right. So when, you know, they were talking about this bathtub or hot tub, whatever you call it. Yeah. And, you know, she was going back and forth with Brandon and, and she said something. He laughed and he, she goes like, stop. He like, always, stop, Brandon. He always laughs. And, he always tries to make light of the situation. And I was like, oh, my God, this is how my mom talked to me when I was like 15. Yeah. Yeah, no, they totally infantilize Brandon and treat him like he's a child. Infantilize, that's the word. Infantilize, that's a good word. I like using that word. Infantilize. Yeah. So 
All right. It's a new morning. It's 730 in the morning and Ron is fired up. He and Betty are working the farm, bad mouthing Brandon and Julia because they're not out there helping them. And Ron's just mad because Brandon's dropping the ball ever since Julia came to live with them. I still don't understand the farm, right? So Betty, Ron, and Brandon, they all have day jobs, right? And so what's what's with the farm? I know there's Aspen, but do they make money off of it? Like what products, produce do they sell? Like what? What's going on there? Well, they sell dogs. They keep telling about like the puppies. Yeah, they sell dogs for sure. Well, well, I think that's Ron's day job. Selling the dogs? Something with dogs, remember? Well, I think they want Julia to work the farm because she's the only one available. They all have day jobs and she's home, so work the farm. My question is, do they make money off of the farm or do they just have the farm for fun? And, you know, like they use the produce and product and meat. The way... Ron was selling it to Brandon later in the episode. Well, like, this can all be yours. That's where my question comes from. There must be some monetary but value. But at the same time, if there was, like, I don't think Aspen is the only one who can manage to take care of a farm that makes money. You know what I'm saying? No, there seems to be a lot of animals on that farm. There seems lot. to be a lot of work that goes into it. So I think they want Brandon and Julia to run the farm. But yeah. Whatever that entails. I mean, I think it's kind of crazy that Brandon wakes up at four. He works on the farm. Yeah. Then he goes to work eight to five, comes home and works on the farm again. Well, he's not doing that anymore. Now he's too busy with Julia preparing her tea and her breakfast. Right. He goes and he takes her tea and bread while she's in bed. At least... At least one couple avoided a French toast fiasco. I was happy. We did not have to deal with French toast for one episode. But he goes into Julia's room, just starts baby talking her and kissing her on the nose and the forehead over and over again. I hate people who do baby talk. Don't do baby talk. Do not do baby talk. You say, oh, you're the princess. You don't have to do any work if you don't want to do it. You're the little princess. Do not talk like that. And back outside, Ron is just hate brushing that poor horse. <laughs> he was so aggressive with I his was brushing. Like, you gotta pull his what is it, tail out. <laughs> yeah. That poor ponytail. Poor poor horse. Yeah, he was yeah, he was giving it to that horse. Like I so I've never have we ever seen Ron this worked up? I feel like it's always Betty who's like oh, who has an attitude, but like Ron just like brushing that horse very, yeah. so very hard. Aggressive. Yeah, he's not happy. He's not happy. So okay, it's nighttime now. Brandon and Julia, they're dragged out of their room once again by Ron and Betty. And Betty's not happy, classic Betty, wants to have a little chat with them. So they go to the front porch. You got Ron and Betty rocking back in their rocking chairs. I was actually loving the porch, like their blankets, and you can hear the bugs in the background. Yeah, you know, those like yeah. country bugs. What do you call it? Cicadas? Cicadas? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think so. Cicadas, yeah. I'm like, that's beautiful. Crickets, right? <laughs> or or <laughs> maybe crickets. You were, maybe you were just hearing the kitchen. That's very true. <laughs> So they start going on and on about how they don't get to see Brandon anymore. He's always busy tending to Julia's every needs and not tending to the farm. And Ron goes, 
I don't even see you anymore, Brandon. When you wake up, I'm already out there doing animals. <laughs> now, like, I don't want to judge anyone, but I think that's illegal, Ron. I don't think you're allowed to do animals. Did he say that? Yeah, and you can look at Brandon's face and he kind of smirks because I think he picked up on what, yeah. what Ron said. It was classic. I'm out there doing animals and hate brushing these poor horses. <laughs> Didn't he say didn't Ron say something like, if I go up there and see Brandon bringing Julia some tea and bread, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. Well, so then <laughs> no, he says, he's like, okay, Brandon, you can no longer bring Julia tea. You need to stay out of her room and you got to stop bringing her tea. No T in the bed, no D in the bed. What letters? That's basically what Julia said. What letters allowed in the bed? P. I think Brandon probably pees the bed. That's probably the only letter allowed. <laughs> so Julia, Julia doesn't like what's happening, right? She she gets frustrated that Ron's laying the hammer down now. Brandon blames Julia, saying she's too cuddly. So I go in there and just get sucked into her cuddly vortex. Which the, so this is this is when I'm like, why are the parents so crazy? They should be happy that Brandon and Julia are actually hitting it off. That yeah. she is into him. She wants to cuddle with him. She wants to spend time with him. She's not <laughs> here just to get the green card, right? The K-1 visa, it's a 90-day visa so you can get to know your partner. It's not 90 days to take care of the farm. That's a different show. <laughs> she should have gotten a work visa. Right. <laughs> like, literally. Right, right. No, the whole thing is bonkers. So Julie, Out of control. Julia is getting frustrated she gets up and leaves leaves brandon to fend for himself which we all know he's incapable of doing so ron gets on his case says you got a man up get your act together be a married man provide brandon can't take the heat so he escapes the porch right scurries back to his room so now all right julia gets a little brave she leaves she leaves her room goes to brandon's room she wants to talk and she makes a good point. I was just going to say that. So what What does she do? She makes a good point. She she said, we cannot sleep together. Yep. We cannot, you know, you leave in the morning, but you cannot bring me to, you cannot see me. You come home at night and you work on the farm. When are we going right. to? Can't be together at night. Yeah. Can't be together in the morning. You're working during the day. Yeah. When are we going to spend time together? Right. Because she, he cannot stay up too late because he has to wake up at 4 a.m. to take care of the animals. Right. So Julia's not happy and says, you know, before I marry someone, I want to live with them. Mm -hmm. And this is not living with you. It's living by myself it's in this house. It's living with Betty and Ron. Yeah. They're all sharing a home, but it's you're not getting that quality time that you should be getting on a K-1 visa. So my biggest issue is that it seems like maybe Julia and Brandon, they're kind of doing what they're being asked of by Ron and Betty. But Ron and Betty are not compromising at all. There's no not given, at all. There's no give and take there. There is only one way of doing things, and yeah. it's Betty's way. Exactly. She needs to be like, okay, you can sleep in on these days, or one night a week you can sleep together in the same room. We'll put earplugs or like in. Even or, with the wedding, it's like, oh, that's Mother's Day weekend. No, 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 that's not going to happen. Right. Everything like has everything, to be their way. Exactly. She is like the sun. This, everything revolves around her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. 
I got it. You're smart. Yeah. Your IQ is more, uh-huh. your IQ is pretty high. I, I, Am I, I right? So. I'll Am take I right? a Facebook quiz. I'll find out. <laughs> so it's the next morning and Ron and Brandon are plotting out how to rearrange the hay bales. This is riveting farm stuff right mm. here. Here's what I think needs to happen. Brandon and Ron, sure, go rearrange the hay bales. Betty and Julia, they should spend some time together, have some tea, talk, have Mm -hmm. some conversation, right? That's how you're going to bond. That's how you're going to form a relationship and feel like mother-in-law. Yeah, I agree. But no, Julia rolls into the kitchen and Betty goes, you sleep well? And before (laughs) Julia can even answer, Ron goes, you slept late. Classic Ron. Ron is taking on more and more of Betty's. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that attitude. Ron is becoming Betty. Yeah. So, I mean, Ron and Betty are the two last faces I want to see in the morning. Let's put that out right <laughs> Very there. Very true. You wake up at seven in the morning. I don't want to see Betty's face staring at me. <laughs> so, yeah, Betty then offers, I think Betty offers Julia tea. No, no, Ron offers Ron does, her. yeah, right. So it's a whole good cop, bad cop thing. Like, Yeah, but then Betty goes like, oh, no, it's too late. We don't have time for it. Right, so. Like, poor Julia doesn't even get to drink a tea. Betty has her coffee, and Betty and Julia take off to go tend to the farm. Like, why couldn't Julia walk around with her tea? Right, because Betty needs to make a point. You snooze, you lose. Oh. So Betty brings Julia to the sheep and the goats. Julia just starts freaking out around these animals. Meanwhile, Betty starts basically making out with a goat in the corner. Was it a goat or a sheep? I'm not. I don't know. You're the one that nails these quizzes probably. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to roll with a sheep. Okay. So guys, if it was a goat, please let us know. Betty's basically French kissing a sheep. You have Ron doing animals and Betty (laughs) French kissing sheep. You remember once we pet a sheep? Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, it's not soft at all. A, yeah, you it's think it would be more soft. It's, 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 like a Brillo, hard. it's like a Brillo pad almost. Yeah, at least the sheep we pet. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say something. I have no idea if it's true or not. I feel like when you process wool, it's mm-hmm. the process that probably makes it soft. I don't think I it just guess, comes yeah. off naturally. Or maybe you this, condition it or something. Well, this was a sheep in the center of Prague ne- next to a... That's true. <laughs> it, they were playing a Bethlehem. It's a city sheep. Well, yeah, but it was around Christmas. They were playing a Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. What's the... Bethlehem? You're asking the wrong person. Oh, okay. Well, we say Bethlehem in Czech. They say Bethlehem in other languages. But anyways... It was a Jesus, there was a Mary, and there were a bunch of animals. You could pet them and feed yeah. them. So we pet the sheep, but I feel like everyone else was petting the sheep. So she was a little like all yeah, touched up, little, used, a little, a little used. worn. Yeah, she was a little worn. <laughs> wasn't the softest wasn't, sheep. That was the first time I touched a sheep and it wasn't pleasant. It's probably the last time I'll ever touch a sheep. I mean, if I see a fluffy sheep in like somewhere in, in a field, yeah, I would give it a shot again. All right, sure. Why not? So, okay, you got that weird stuff going on in the girls' barn and the boys' barn. You got Ron <laughs> and Brandon. Ron's trying to have a father-son talk with Brandon. He gets up, he climbs up that ladder, stands up on top of whatever platform it is. And he's like, this whole farm can be yours one day, Brandon. And Brandon's just looking at him like, oh, dad, like, this is not my dream. It's never my dream. Julia's my dream, and I want to find what our dream will be. 
Yes. I would say if the farm was prof- profitable, you know, <laughs> I would be like, oh, that's awesome. You know, he can inherit the, a family business. Sure. But they all have jobs. That's why I'm questioning this whole thing. But, you know, we might be wrong. They might be making a good amount of money off of this. So who knows? Who knows? But it does just seem like he would be inheriting a lot of headaches, a lot of work. A lot of animals. And a lot of animals. And a lot of cars. A lot of cars. Yeah. So that's Brandon and Julia. That's BJ. Oh. They got a lot of time this episode. They did because they took we, one, yeah, they took they one took week one, off. One week off, yeah. And then they were back like an I feel like an hour. Just nonstop BJ. Literally. Yeah. All right. Next up, I got Rebecca and Zied. I got Rebecca and Zied too. All right. So Rebecca, Zied, Tiffany, and Micah, they're finally getting back to the apartment after that awkward dinner at the ice house. Remember, they dragged mm-hmm. Zied from the airport. This poor guy, tired. He smelled great. I was going to say tired, <laughs> but I smelled bad. But dragged him to the ice house. Micah grilled him. And he survived. They go back to the apartment. Tiffany and Micah say goodbye to Rebecca. They give each other nice long hugs. But I don't think, I didn't see Tiffany or Micah even utter the words goodbye to Zied. Yeah. They just got in the car. Weird. They just got in the car and left. I'm telling you, like, no one's trying to make a good first impression. You got Ron and Betty mm-hmm. cracking the whip, making Julia run the farm while they're away doing who knows what. And now you have Rebecca's kids not even saying pleasantries to Zed, not even hugging him goodbye or saying goodbye. So don't you want to make a good first impression? Start off on a good foot? Yeah. No, they don't care. So... Rebecca brings Zed into the apartment, starts to give him the tour. The first stop of this tour is the bedroom. Not a good start. The bedroom is worse than Julia's bedroom. It's just a mat mattress with, you know, some sheets and blanket and some pillows. It's on the floor. Well, who needs a bed frame when you have a ring light? <laughs> I saw that too. Why is the ring light in the bedroom pointed at the bed? It's full of selfies. Oh, is Rebecca on OnlyFans? Like, what's going on? I Why mean, who is knows? the ring light could have been in the living Who isn't on OnlyFans? I don't know, but put the ring light in your living room. Why is it in your bedroom pointed at your bed? Maybe she was doing some sexy FaceTiming with Zed before he oh, came. Oh, yeah. It's like, I can't put the filters on. But she just moved there. Yeah. Right? So. Well, recently. She used to live there with her ex-husband. I don't know if you knew that. She used to live in that <laughs> building with her Moroccan I think ex. everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when the season started, she lived in a different apartment. And then she moved. Did she ever move into her daughter's place? No. I think she said she decided on not doing that because of Ziad. Good move. Mm-hmm. That's, that's oh, a good decision. Oh, he would just like spin it around and, you know, be like, bye yeah, America. Next flight. Next, next flight, flight back. back to Tunisia. Yeah. So, okay. I think Ziad believes this apartment is like half finished because of the exposed bricks, the open ceilings. I think he feels like it's a fixer upper because Rebecca takes him to the kitchen and goes, this is where you can make me breakfast. And Zied's like, oh, I promise I'll, (laughs) I'll help fix. I'll help us. I'm not worried. And I'm going, he doesn't know what she's talking about. He doesn't realize she's talking about breakfast. He's looking around at these concrete floors mm-hmm. and brick walls going, I guess I got to put up some sheetrock. And in. that's, that's, remember I asked you this last time, 
I was like, what do you think Zia is going to think yeah. about his cool, modern, industrial apartment? <laughs> he thinks it needs work. <laughs> but, but I didn't want to skip high, but I feel like it fits right here. The next day when he calls with his mom, mm-hmm. mom asks, he shows and then mom was like, oh, it looks a little outdated. And, and he said, no, 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 this is expensive. So I almost feel like Rebecca I know, explained it to him. Maybe I don't he, know. Things in America are expensive. You might go, I'm not getting a thing about our New York City apartment was the size of a shoebox. It was still expensive. It, it was really mean, nice. It was. It was a tiny, nice place. I know, but I'm saying price in America doesn't always equate to greatness. He could be like, I know it looks bad. But it's really expensive. I almost feel like Rebecca explained it to you like, oh, no, this is cool. This is cool. And we pay a lot of money for this. So this is cool. Well, it's got a shopping cart in the yeah, middle. That's, <laughs> like, I still don't understand where she got it from. That shopping cart has gotten more screen time this season than Stephanie and Ryan. <laughs> right? That thing's been in every episode. It's so true. So Zied, he does seem a little off, though. He seems... Bummed. Well, I have to say, you know, I know she just moved there, but she also could have asked Micah and Tiffany or hire movers for a few hours to bring her stuff from the storage. I know. Because she keeps saying, oh, I have a bed frame or I have furniture. Girl, you should have brought it in. Yes. Yeah. The apartment, as cool as it looks overall, it looks terrible if you just walk in and as you said, there is a shopping cart and a ring light. You can rent a U-Haul for $19. Exactly. And at least bring the guy a chair. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. As we saw, the next day she goes to work, right? She leaves Yetta alone. I'm telling you, she's going to come back and there's going to be carpet on the floors and she rock <laughs> on the walls because he's, <laughs> he's going to take care of business. But, Look, but she, he's going to paint the walls. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's like, all right, I guess she brought me here to do work. But he's all alone. He's got nothing. I guess he somehow finds the ingredients to make coffee. But well, it's like a milk with coffee, which is something I like. And sugar. Yeah, no sugar for me, but. But he doesn't even have a chair to sit on, mm-hmm. right? I feel like he's just going to stand there in the middle of that apartment for eight hours or however long she's gone. Where's the PlayStation, right? This would be a great time for yeah. the guy to have some video games to keep him busy. I saw, on, this is not a spoiler, I just saw on Instagram, cold. From Cold and Larissa mm-hmm. was watching, and his comment was, "What is the PlayStation?" Oh, really? Mm-hmm. No, it's so true. I thought that was the whole idea: is let's give this guy something to do. No, you leave him the first day, and I get it. Rebecca says he's not working. We need to make money, so I can't take a day off. Then you should have. Yeah, she should like sign him up for Rosetta Stone, or or give him a deck of cards, and he can play solitaire. Something. But- I, I meant like he could learn English. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, he, instead he does. He FaceTimes his mom, gives her the little tour, shows her the giant milk. Very impressed with the <laughs> giant because milk. Nothing is this big anywhere else. I feel like I, when I came to America, I was surprised. I, sometimes I questioned the size of certain things. Milk. And now your favorite place is Costco. So you've come a long way. I live for Costco. We are though. We're a little overindulgent here. The bigger, the better. We. Oh, Obsessed with Costco. But you're right. This is where his mom says the the apartment looks outdated. And I'm telling you, we talked about on a past podcast. I think it's a privilege 
you have to be privileged to enjoy that loft style apartment Mm -hmm. because you go, oh, I'm so sick of plush carpets and sheetrocked walls. Take it all away. I want to go back to the basics. That is coming from a place of privilege, I Mm -hmm. think. So. (sighs) But I feel like he must have been a little confused because, you know, naked walls, this like large, tall ceilings, large, like. Oh, what do you call it? Like industrial style mm-hmm. windows, but a nice kitchen. That's true. Right? So it's like, and it all looks awesome for us or for people who are, who know what industrial style apartment Well, mean. people who like that style. Yeah. There's plenty of people in America who would look at that and go, oh, it's way too cold. It's yeah. oh, way too I love minimalist. It. Uh, can we move there? <laughs> but I can picture Zied's mom looking at this going, what did Zied do? Mm-hmm. You know, he's living in a garage. He was way better off. At home with us in a comfortable mm-hmm. home with heat. And and mom goes like, oh, that looks a little outdated. I know. I know. And I actually, I expected it. I expected this reaction from Ziad. I expected this reaction from any foreigner. I guess. I, I f- not I any foreigner. I thought the only one who could appreciate it could be maybe Yara. I think Yara. Seems to, you know, keep up with trends. Could you imagine Natalie there? She thinks Mike's place is cold. That's at least got furniture. Well, I'm sure she would appreciate it more than so? Mike's house. I mean, sh- she's No, she'll she's find terrible. something to complain yeah, about no matter what We'll get there. So this was the first time Zied has ever chatted, ever video chatted with his mom. And he says it makes him feel further from his family that he's FaceTiming her. You FaceTime your parents all the time. Do you feel distant when you're doing it? I don't anymore. Okay. Oh, uh, but it... You know, it evolved when I moved to the U.S. 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, I had a flip phone. Mm -hmm. And so I couldn't just FaceTime my parents, you know, just whenever I wanted. I had to find the time, open the computer, and so did my parents. So we didn't, we only talked on the weekends. And, you know, like eventually my parents got on Facebook. I bought an iPhone. My parents got iPhones. So it became an instant conversation. So... I talk to them all the time because now, you know, you have all these, like, you can, you can text message, you can, you know, message on Facebook, you don't pay any money for it. We all have the same smartphone, you know, but it wasn't like that 10 years ago. But 10 years ago, it was Skype and we had to be like, okay, guys, I'm going to be on Skype on Saturday, 3 p.m. because I work until 2. I get that, but I'm saying just the experience of video chatting someone does that make you feel more distant than them because it's a clear reminder you're not in the same room or does it make you feel i mean we video chat my parents once a week look i mean my parents live in the states but we don't video chat with them once a week i'm gonna say once a month fine but we do it we if we were gonna see my parents we would have to get on a plane yeah or we could drive 20 hours but (laughs) which we've done but we have to get on a plane to see them just like we got on a plane to see yours when we video chat, it feels like we're hanging out in the same mm-hmm. room. I don't feel that distance. I think it's amazing technology. Yeah. Only will help 90-day fiancés in the future because I think it keeps the connection alive. You're always FaceTiming Yeah, because I, I like chatting with them. and I, I think feel it like would be much harder for you if you could not do that. I also feel like I get better over the years. The older I get, the more... It's not homesick. Like... I don't feel homesick anymore because you are my home. Like wherever you and I are, that's, that's where I feel home. So 
I don't feel homesick anymore as I did for many years, but it's like, I almost feel like, oh, I want to be in touch with them more because, you know, we all are getting older and I cannot see them whenever I want. So yes, I got to the point that I do talk to them every single day. I'll maybe Skype or FaceTime with them three to four or five times a week. Sometimes we just look at each other because we have nothing to talk about. Right. You still have that connection though. I yeah. think Zied's getting homesick because he just left home. And El Pass, El Pass, it took me about four years. Well, it's not even that. It takes time when you get to your new place. Like when we visit Europe and then mm-hmm. we come home for a couple of days, you're like, oh, I miss Europe. Mm-hmm. And then a week or two later, it's nice memories. And you go, I can't wait to go again. Yeah. Ziet is still fresh off the plane, still thinking yeah. about home. Oh, yeah. So then to FaceTime your family, you know, the next day, it's going to be even that much more mm-hmm. bittersweet. So I get it. He misses his family. Rebecca comes home. He brings up the fact that he FaceTimed his mom and he's feeling homesick. And he's like, when when do you think I can go back? I want to go back already. Maybe the next couple months I can go back. And she says, I don't think so. I don't think with your visa, you can just turn around yeah, and go Because I'm sure, you know, it's expensive. And since Rebecca is the only one who is making money, paying for everything, she That's cannot just, too. you know, buy two plane tickets and go visit Zia's family. Yeah. I think you got to give him time because she gets worried. She starts thinking, oh, he wants to go home already. He's not happy. I got to make sure I'm not making a mistake again. Because she's always got her ex in the back of her mind, right? The ghost of her ex is definitely in that building, always thinking about that relationship. And she's worried, like, I got to use this 90 days. I got to make sure Ziad's really into me, really into America, because I can't go through what I went through again. Mm -hmm. Side note, can Rebecca wear a different T-shirt, please, besides that Joella's shirt? Because every time (laughs) she comes on the screen, I get very hungry. Well, she's promoting. I'm getting very hungry. All right, let's talk about the most miserable couple of this season. The most annoying, I don't want to say couple because only part of the couple is annoying. Yeah, and they're probably not going to be a couple for much longer. And it's not Mike. It's Natalie. It's Natalie, but the couple is Mike and Natalie. (laughs) So Natalie, she's been in the States for about a month at this point, basically alone the whole time. She's been here. I mean, she has a cat. <laughs> well, she's finally gotten to the point where she's forcing the cat to be friends with her. Right? She rips that thing out of the window and is like, we're going to cuddle. She has to force Mike to love her. Now she has to force this cat to love her. She's a lot of, a lot of force. She has, she has a lot of issues. Oh, yeah. We'll get into them. So Mike is away at work. And Natalie, she's a little sneaky. She starts searching through Mike's house to try to find the engagement ring, right? The engagement ring that she gave away. She threw I was just gonna say, back at him. She was saying, oh, Mike is probably mad that I gave the ring away. And I'm like, you didn't give it away. You threw it at him. Right. You <laughs> literally threw it at him. She should be able to look down at her left hand and find it just like that. But no, she threw it away. So now she's scrounging, scavenging through the house to try to find this. I just and as we, you know, we discussed this on our life many times. But, you know, for those who don't listen to our lives, which I don't understand, why wouldn't you? (laughs) 
<laughs> but you know, if you want to learn about supermarkets, go back and watch the one from go, last night. Definitely do that. But I was gonna say, if you took your ring off and threw it at me, we would be done. Yeah, no, because that's I it. would find it so disrespectful. That's the word. Yeah, it's completely disrespectful. Like it's. It's the most disrespectful thing you can do. You know, people argue, people get into fights, people, yes, shit happen. It's literally throwing the relationship away, it seems. You're throwing the ring, you're throwing the relationship away. So here's a tip, Natalie. Check an alien documentary DVD case or something. I'm sure it's probably in there. Oh, yeah. Knows you're not going to go there. (laughs) Or in the stinky closet. No, she went in the stinky closet. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's how badly she wanted it, is that she went into that closet. But here's the thing I'm surprised about. The fact that TLC would sign Mike and Natalie up for the season, knowing Mike is going to be commuting six hours a day, working at least eight hours a day, right? There's no time to film anything. True, but they still bring the drama and I feel like that's Uh, why they did. They brought the drama the last 10 minutes of this episode, but Mm. the rest of this episode, not so much. But think about it. You have Mike and Natalie, which is basically Mike, which is basically Natalie because Mike's away at work the whole time. You have Jovi and Yara, which is basically Yara Mm -hmm. because Jovi left for a month. I think it was interesting that TLC decided to take these couples on knowing we're not going to get much from them. For a large portion of this filming. Well, I'm sure we'll get something. Maybe Mike will take some days off or, you know. <laughs> he, took, come- he took all of his days off to go to the waterfall. I don't know how much vacation <laughs> yeah. this guy gets. Or maybe they should combine you. They should shoot and combine like instead of, you know, having one episode filming one day when she's alone. Yeah. To, to put the whole week of like them every single night when they interact into uh, one episode. Well, I'm pretty you know? sure. I'm pretty sure they edited together last episode or the one before several days of Natalie just cleaning. <laughs> right. I'm it looks like it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they stitched that together. Anyways. Yes. Yeah, she's ripping through this house, looking for this engagement ring, finds a safe, but can't find the key. So she's out of luck. She is defeated. She can no longer pursue this she thinks it's stuck in that safe but she's gonna she's gonna wait to give mike an earful when he gets home (laughs) she sure will so okay it's nightfall mike returns natalie's building a fire at least she's learning some life skills i feel like while she's stuck home alone at least she's learned to build a fire i mean she's always cold so so it's probably the first thing it's about time yeah it's about time natalie so mike walks in and he's being a little lovey-dovey I think he he was drunk. I think he was drunk. Maybe not, maybe not tipsy. drunk. Maybe, yes, tipsy. He was That's a little the tipsy. Word. So it's drunk Mike, and it's it's cold Natalie, and they start talking about dinner. What are we gonna eat? And Natalie, she's got so many rules. So Mike, I don't want you to eat pasta at night, mm-hmm. which actually isn't the worst rule, but okay. It's still another rule that Mike has we to We had pasta by. for dinner last night, by we the sure way. We sure did. But I'm saying... It was fabulous, wasn't it? Still, we make a homemade penny vodka. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. But I get it. You're going to eat all these carbs and you're just going to go to sleep. Okay, probably not the best thing. But it's just one more rule that Natalie has. So then Mike goes, well, what about stir fry? You know, veggies, some mm-hmm. shrimp. Natalie freaks out because she thinks stir fry is fried food. Mm-hmm. And... That's not good for Mike's diet. Mike's got to lose 20 kilos, I think, <laughs> 10, 10 kilos. 
Mike said I'll lose 10 kilos. It was like 20 pounds. Yeah. Right. So they get into this whole argument with over the food. And Mike is like, all right, I'll make this stir fry with water. It's healthy. It's vegetables. It's fish. I'll make it with water. Natalie does a 180, gets so happy that this it's borderline scary the way she goes back and forth. She it, is crazy. She's, crazy. We've said it many times, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Mm-hmm. Hyde. The way she goes back and forth, you don't know which one she's going to mm-hmm. get. Also, it's okay to make stir fry using olive oil. Yeah. That's how we make it. That's healthy or olive oil. I think olive oil is healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Avocado oil. Avocado oil. Right? Whatever you want. It's not necessarily fried. It's, no, it's fried if you use like a bad like vegetable oil and, and you, you fry deep it. fry it. <laughs> not if you saute Exactly. I was like, girlfriend, you're telling him he can do stir fry. Meanwhile, you're making stir fry. The most surprising thing is that Mike knows what stir fry is and Natalie doesn't. Mike doesn't seem like a guy who's... Too good in the kitchen, but he's like, let me whip up some stir fry. I mean, he lives by himself and stir fry is easy. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's not easy, but. I think he's a box of pasta type of guy or McDonald's on the way home type of guy. (sighs) I don't think he's. True. I don't think he's whipping up stir fry for Bojangles. (laughs) We do (laughs) pancake Sunday and stir fry Fridays. Stir Fridays. I don't think so. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I've been surprised many times on this show. Who knows? So. Okay, Mike's losing. He's losing his cool because Natalie is hot and she's cold. She's hot and she's cold. So he's like, I'm going to grab a Literally. beer. Literally. No, she's just cold, <laughs> cold, 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 cold. But now she's she's going crazy. So Mike's, I need a beer. I'm going to get a beer. And Natalie's like, Niet, Niet, no alcohol. Drink water. Mike's like, no, it was a long, hard day. Put in the hours at work. I'm going to have a beer. I'm with you, Mike. Have the beer. Have the beer. You earned it. You earned a six pack by living with this woman. You earned like drinking every single day. Yeah. Get get yourself a Get yourself a Get one of those helmets that you can put the beer cans in. Oh, yeah. And just leave it on at all times. So he starts (laughs) chugging this beer. He's like, oh, it's so yummy. This is such a yummy beer. Just rubbing it in Natalie's face. Now, this is where Natalie goes. When you lose 10 kilos, we can talk. This is so unhealthy. This relationship is so, so unhealthy. Meanwhile, unhealthy. she's like, I need to gain weight, but you have to lose weight. Right. Well, have a beer, Natalie. Have some of those delicious carbs from yeah. a beer if you want to gain weight. She is the worst. If you talk to me like that, we would not be sitting here. No. There's nothing that you could. Like, you cannot love someone who talks to you this way. Who throws the engagement uh-huh. ring back and then continues to talk to you this way. And like forget that she's, she is a pretty lady, right? Once forget, she can figure out her makeup. Forget her looks. She yeah. is horrible. From mm-hmm. what we see, I can't take it. No, there's really, she's run out of redeeming qualities at this point. So now she tells Mike, I was looking for the engagement ring today. I was looking for it. I couldn't find it. You must have sold it. You must have sold it. And Mike makes a good a good rebuttal. He's like, well, you know, I got to pay the bills somehow. Mm, I don't think she picked it up. No, no. So, <laughs> but Mike goes, why would you look for the ring? You didn't want it before. Why do you want it now? And I didn't totally understand her response because she goes, 
Well, I've been here for a month and nothing's changed. Well, so I figured I should get the ring. She's here on fiancé visa. So I guess that's what she was re- referring to. Well, just putting a piece of jewelry on your finger doesn't make it any more legitimate. I think it does. Having like, a piece, If you found a ring somewhere under the cushion or wherever it was in Bojangles oh. dog food bowl and you put it on. It doesn't make the relationship more. Yes, yeah, sorry, I, I misunderstood what you if were saying. If Mike gave it to her, yes, fine, but you're scrounging for it yourself. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. I, I misunderstood your thoughts. Yeah, so then now this is where it gets good. Out of the blue, Natalie asks, "How much is your IQ? Mine is high. Mine's one ten. I was like, did she actually say that? One, two, one ten is an average IQ." Totally it's not average. even above average. It's not even high. It's average. So you have to take a chill pill, Natalie. I looked it up. Most people score between 85 and 115. Mm-hmm. So and that's average. That's a, right. If most people score it, that's average. Above 130, that's where it gets impressive. Mm-hmm. But Natalie's bragging about her average IQ. Then well, Mike goes, no, I haven't taken an IQ test and... I don't think any of us are surprised. Mike doesn't look like the guy who's lining up to take an IQ test. Sure. But then Natalie goes, have you ever been to museums at least once? That is so offensive. So, like, what does she, does she think that only people with high IQ go go to museums? Like that, I think so. Because that, that followed her IQ comment. Right. I think she's like, are, are you smart? Are you cultured? Are you educated? Yeah. Do you go to museums at least once? That. Asking if you go to museums in this context, offensive. Adding the at least once, super offensive. She is the worst. But I'm pretty sure Mike goes, I've been to the Louvre. Yeah. I think he meant the Louvre. Yeah, he meant the Louvre in Paris. <laughs> so, so knock some points off his IQ right there because he kind of butchered <laughs> that name. And then Natalie goes, are you low class? I live in low class now. I was, I could not believe that she was saying that. It was one thing after the next, just oh, you insult know why? after insult. It's, uh, and I don't want to sound offensive or anything. She's 35. She lives, she lived with her mom mm-hmm. in an apartment. Yeah. That you, Natalie, you're not a high class lady. No. It, maybe you're middle class. Yeah, but I don't, like calling someone low class is so low class coming some you took the words right out of my mouth and i don't even think mike's low class i think i he, don't either i think he's bow class i th- like <laughs> like shooting off fireworks during the day binge watching alien documentaries that's bow class i just think that he, i'll tell you why i don't think he's low class he traveled he you know works hard he spends his money i i think he's middle class yeah. I mean, what's your definition of low class? Because you could make 500000 a year and live in a trailer and drink Budweiser and have pancake Sundays with your Uncle Bo. Or you could make 25000 and spend every penny on trying to look posh and trying to go to museums. Yeah. Right? The money is not necessarily what makes you higher low I don't class. Even it's how know, you carry yourself. I don't even know what I define as low class. I get what she's saying. She's trying to say trailer park. Yeah, she she is, but because his house is a borderline trailer, I think it's yeah, it's but very he, close like, to that. He was, I guess, as we learned, he was married before. Yeah, but she's be- also low IQ. I think. Ah, oh. <laughs> that's what she said. That's what Natalie said. Natalie's the worst. But she's like, probably low class too. 
She, did she say that? Yeah, she goes, they're, they're getting to this whole thing. And she goes, because she kept bringing up like, oh, the people you, you're you with, your low, your low IQ, your low class, your ex-wife, she was probably a low class too. Oh my. How many, oh, how many strikes she grossed, did she just exactly. get in this she one conversation? so many lines. Yes, all of the lines. And Mike was a dude. Well, was Mike is a dude. He lived with his uncle in the middle of nowhere. He's not going to show up at Pottery Barn. I always forget how young Mike actually is. I mean, he's 35. Yeah. And it's not like he's 19. But sometimes I look at him and I go, oh, he's like 40. He can be mm-hmm. 40. He's a 30-year-old dude. Who's doing his thing on the farm, shooting off fireworks during yeah, the day. I just don't think he w- wants to live no. any posh life. But in the, in the same time, when she landed, they stayed at a nice hotel. Yep. He flew to Ukraine several times. They've been to Paris. She wasn't calling him low class when they I were staying at that I don't think someone loft. who's low class would do all this. No. And, no. the fa- you know, he took her to see the waterfalls. They stayed at a nice hotel. He took her to nice dinners. Like, what's wrong with her? Just very offensive. It's something very you, offensive. It's something you don't say. Even like you don't say it, especially if you think they're low class. Maybe it's a dig that you and your other rich friends say. You know, if you're all hanging out with your millionaire friends and your friend does something stupid, like, oh, you're so low class. But that's yeah, maybe. But but I'm saying you don't tell. Like Mike could be low class. Who knows what your definition of it is? I don't think he makes you know six figures. I mean, I, who knows? Who knows, actually? I think when we did look up his salary, it was pretty close yeah. to that. Who, so who, who knows? knows? Who knows? Either I mean, it's way, it's not you just about say. money. It's also about, you know, it's the way you act. How about this is your fiance and you probably shouldn't call him low class and low IQ? How about it's just as simple as that? Mm-hmm. Don't be offensive to your, someone you supposedly love, someone you want to spend the rest of your life with. Because, and if, you know, if, you're calling him a low class, but want to be married to him. Maybe you're a low class too. And yeah. low, you know, you. No, cut- she, she. I don't even know what low class is. She was acting low class yeah. though. Oh, so low class. Like she was like below class. Below class. <laughs> <laughs> we got bow class, below class, so many classes. Yeah, we're taking a class right now on classes. But so Mike tries to settle the situation down. He tries to be the bigger man. He tries to change the subject. Goes over to Natalie, tries to kind of touch her, and she's like, don't touch me. You're drunk. I'm scared of you. A low-class drunk man. That's what she calls and him. And I feel like- All, all the insults just, just I feel right like together. that's where he should have said, pack your bags. Yeah. I'm taking you to the airport, and you, you're going back. And no, he said, I don't want to deal with you anymore. He should have said, I'm glad you didn't unpack your bags, because go, yes. to, the, go to the airport. You're done here. Your time is up. But she actually does say, I think I'm going home soon. She tells the cameras that mm-hmm. at the very end of the segment, I think I'm going home soon. As she should. Like, not, not that she's rude and makes Mike miserable. She is unhappy herself, so. Yeah, she's miserable. She's making Mike miserable. She's the worst, but her makeup was a little better this episode. Well, I think it's the, the crazy makeup was what TLC did. <laughs> You you still think that? I or maybe think, it was her. Who knows? Her cheeks were a little dark. A little bit. Yeah. I saw someone was saying she's using bronzer as blush. Is that possibly yeah. what's happening here? As she should oh, not. That's low class. So low class. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about someone who knows how to do makeup. 
actually. Someone who's who's got that figured out, Yara. Yara Jovi and Yara. And Jovi, yeah. So Yara, speaking of people who just are alone all day, Yara's alone in New Orleans because Jovi's where is he? Guyana? Is he Guyana? Ghana? Yeah. He's working on the boat. He's off working on the boat for a month. So Yara, she's got nothing to do. She goes up to meet with Mama Gwen and Jovi's aunt, Renette. They're going to meet for coffee because, as Yara says, it's better than sitting at home alone. Anything's better. I guess. So Renette meets Yara, a little skeptical of her. You can tell Renette's a little skeptical of Yara. Mm -hmm. She goes ahead and pulls a pop-pop Joe. She goes, when are you guys thinking about getting married? You know, when's the date? Is it Mother's Day? I hope it's not Mother's Day. No. <laughs> and Yara goes, hopefully when Jovi gets back from work, we'll go to Vegas and we'll get married. And Gwen's like, oh, here we go again. Yara still wants to do the Vegas wedding. Mama Gwen wants to do a proper mm, a, bayou. A proper bayou mm-hmm. celebration. But the, the thing is Yara's family can't make it, so Yara doesn't want to do it. Right. Either we're going to just do it the two of us or we're going to do it all of us and mm-hmm. the all of us thing can't happen. So it's going to be just the two it's of like, us. I get it. But at the same time, she should find, make some, you know, compromises. Yeah. Like, all right, let us, you know, get married, just the two of us and maybe have a celebration with you guys. And, th- and then we'll fly to Ukraine, yeah. have a celebration with my family. It It's fair that way. I think yeah. it's fair that way. You should give. You should give Mama Gwen what she wants, right? She's Jovi's mom. Let her be a part of this. Let her celebrate the love. Plus, like, wedding, if, you know, if you are getting married because you love each other, not because, like, Mohammed and Danielle, because you're scamming each other. Uh If you're getting married because you're in love, you should celebrate it. You want people to celebrate. We were so happy to be able to have people celebrate us. Here's one day. I loved our yeah, wedding. It, it was, was the best wedding I've ever been to. I truly <laughs> think if Yara does a courthouse wedding or a Vegas wedding and never does the big celebration, she's going to regret it. Mm-hmm. She's going to think back 5, 10, 20 years from now and go, oh, maybe I should have done it. Maybe I should have had everyone come together mm-hmm. and celebrate us and shower us with love. We did it. And I still am regretful that we can't do it again. You know, we'll, we did it. We we'll did it do once. it again. Yeah, we'll do a celebration in Europe for mm-hmm. those who couldn't make it to America for sure. But I think at least do it once. At least do it once, oh, Yara. For sure. You're going to regret it if you don't. So, look, it's a reoccurring debate. This is going to be the reoccurring issue with this couple of where are we going to get married? Are we going to get married? Is it going to be a big celebration, a small celebration? It It's going to get tired, that that conversation. And this was kind of boring until, until Aunt Renette asked if Yara had ever been married before, ever been engaged before. And breaking news, Yara has been engaged before (laughs) to a 60-year-old guy named David from Las Vegas. (laughs) No, but seriously, seriously, Yara says she was proposed to accepted the ring, but then realized it wasn't the right mm-hmm. guy. She doesn't think that's an engagement, though. She says, well, no, he offered me a ring. I said, yes. Like, that's an engagement. 
That's basically all Maybe that needs he, to happen. Maybe like, he didn't get down on one knee. Maybe they were like nope. potting. Still, nope, still an engagement. Well, yes, but it's not like the engagement. You it's know, like the enga- the- it's the engagement. It's the engagement. An engagement is an engagement. It's not a legally binding contract. No, it's not. But it's it's he at least proposed. in America, it's magical. I'm sure he said, "Will you marry me?" Here's a ring. And he was like, "Cheers, drinking. Let's get married." <laughs> You if know? she took a ring and put it on her finger, engaged. Engaged. I guess, yeah. Okay. Here's the real shocker, though. Yara was engaged when she met Jovi. <laughs> okay? Is that what she said? Yes. Didn't she say uh, four months later she met Jovi? Well, she was engaged. Oh, she was engaged that's... for four months, which means Yara was on dating apps while she was engaged. Well, that probably wasn't a real engagement. Nope, it was. She... That was, Yara, not cool. That's not cool, it Yara. It is not You're engaged. This guy gave you a ring. And now you're on dating apps while you have this ring on your finger. You meet Jovi. That's not cool. Yeah, I agree. So this whole thing makes Gwen a little more suspicious of Yara. What are her intentions, right? Is she really here for Jovi or is she here just because she wants to be in America? Because we know she'll just accept engagements from anyone. <laughs> so it's a new day. Yara's walking around the streets of New Orleans by herself. She's not loving it. She's lonely. She's just trying to keep herself busy. She goes to the gym. That's what she does, I guess, to kill time. But she had to stop because she's not feeling too good. She's a little sick. She's not feeling. A little feeling, nauseous. She's a little Everything nauseous. Everything makes her nauseous. Not feeling great. So she goes and FaceTimes her friend Lyra back home. And she's talking to Lyra. She's telling Lyra, I'm losing my mind. I'm alone. I'm sad. I don't like that Jovi is gone every other month. And she actually has a little self-awareness here because when she's talking to Lyra, she calls out the fact that she's the one causing the fights. Mm. She's like, I'm probably driving Jovi mad. I know I'm the one fighting. Yeah. So I'm happy that she's aware of that. That's not something Natalie would do. It's, Natalie would blame everything on Mike. That's very true. But Yara, you better get used to this work schedule or I don't feel like this relationship's going to work out. Yeah, I don't think he's just going to change jobs. Well, let's say, let's play this out in our minds. Let's say he does change jobs. I'm assuming now we did some research. Let's say he makes six figures. Let's say he makes $100,000, mm-hmm. right? That's the very bottom of the six-figure number. He makes $100,000. He doesn't have a college degree, as far as I know. He doesn't? I don't I think he so. Does. Okay. I don't think so. If he gets a new job and he starts at the bottom, he's not going to make $100,000. That's right? true. So what would make Yara more happy? Him leaving every other month and bringing home six figures or him being home six days a week but making entry-level money? Mm-hmm. What makes her more happy? I'm going to say the six figures. Mm-hmm. Plus – well, obviously, um, we don't even have to go there because, you know, we see each other every single day. But she knew about his job. Like, she got into the relationship knowing yeah. what his job and schedule is. And month, a month in, a month out is not that bad. It's not ideal, especially if you're pregnant and going to have a child and going to have to raise this well, kid. Well, yes, but then your husband's going to be there for one full month. Every single day, all the time. Yeah. One month, you can, you know, he's going to be somewhere else. You can FaceTime. Uh, 
I go away for work sometimes. I'll be gone for a week. Imagine four times that every other month. I can't, but I didn't, you know, when I met you, I didn't sign up for this. Right. I signed up for being with you all the time. But as you say with Brandon and Julia, Julia has this idea that she's coming and Brandon's going to change. So Yara may also have this idea that Joey's going to change. Again. But at the same time, I feel like you, if the job is his passion, she should should support him. Like I support your job. You support my job. Totally agree. But even more than that, I think she's going to be way happier with Jovi's salary now than if mm-hmm. he were to start a new job over and make minimum wage. Yeah. That's all I'm saying because I she's fancy. She's a little fancy. Very fancy. Right? So then on this call, she brings up how she's not feeling great. Just all the time, everything makes her nauseous, like you said. And Lyra goes, you might be pregnant. I think you might be pregnant. My question is, Yara's been pregnant before. Mm-hmm. She must know what it feels like. I guess. I don't know. I've never been pregnant. I could be wrong, but <laughs> this should, if she is pregnant, and I don't know if she is, but if she is, it should not be a unfamiliar feeling for her. She should go, oh, here we go. I've been here before, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Well, but I don't know. I've never been pregnant. No, and we'll see. Yara said she's not ready to have a kid. She doesn't even know if she wants to stay in America, mm. but we'll see what's going to happen. I don't know. Stay tuned. She's Stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. She's going to open up a clothing shop. Check it out on YouTube. <laughs> Maybe it's baby clothes. Maybe she's selling baby clothes. Ooh. Oh. Mm. I could see her doing doing children's clothes. Like, I think she'd be good with kids. I think she seems like she'd be good with kids. What makes you think that? She's Look, I didn't like her in the beginning of the season. I thought she was cold, like classic cold Ukrainian. But the more I see her, the more I'm like, she's kind of funny. Yeah, oh, no, like, I I like her. I have nothing against her besides, like, her occasional posh moments. I think she would get tired of kids after an hour or two. I think she would find it fun and entertaining for a little bit. And then she'd probably get tired. So maybe I'm taking back what I'm saying. this is what everyone says. And, you know, um, we don't have kids. We'll maybe have kids one day. Yeah. Uh, I don't see... Myself right now having kids because I don't feel like I'm passionate about kids. Right. But people say once you have your own kid, it changes. Oh, yeah. I could imagine that for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. You want to talk about someone who will never have kids together, but someone who has a lot of kids on their own? <laughs> Andrew and Amira. Andrew and Amira. So Andrew is still detained at his all-inclusive resort <laughs> in Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> He's eating dinner alone. I'm getting strong Caesar vibes here. When Caesar was having oh, that dinner yes. after Maria stood him up. Again. So sad. Yeah, again. So now you reminded me of Miracle. Again. 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 We love hockey. It's like, Herb, I think I think it's enough. <laughs> Blow the whistle. Again. Yeah, we just watched that movie. Anyway, so Andrew is just eating dinner. There's no one at that resort. That place really was a ghost town. He was the only yeah, person. That's why I feel like he paid like $20 a day. He's the only one crazy enough to travel during a mm-hmm. pandemic. There was nobody Plus, dining. I feel like it was the beginning of the pandemic. So a lot of people did not go anywhere. I feel like Good. He, yes, of course. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, I feel like now we see people traveling right. and people are, you know, we're tired of this. Yeah. You know, but we're I, tired of not doing anything. Yes. 
But at the beginning, people got people were scared. Yeah. I'm still scared. I know. So he keeps saying he feels like Amira may blame him for everything that's happened. May? Uh, yeah, as she should. <laughs> I hope she is blaming him. So, P.S., I also don't think, I don't think he's changed in three days. Unless he brought multiple wrinkled black button-downs to Mexico with him. Oh, I he, don't think he's yes. changed. He's worn the same clothing Sick. since he arrived. He's probably like, all right, Amira's detained. I'll be detained over here. Okay, maybe that's the smelliest room this season <laughs> because there's a lot of scents going on. And his on. hair is so oily. Who would have thought Ziyad would be the best smelling character of this season? <laughs> if you asked from episode one, who do you think is the best smelling character? I would not say Ziyad. Apparently he is. Apparently Rebecca can't and get his enough hair, of that he, you know, After yeah. Ziyad got the haircut, his hair looks fabulous. So I'm going to say Andrew's hotel room most smelly. Then Brandon and Julia's storage room. Mm, the miscellaneous room. Yeah. And, and Mike's closet actually probably not, <laughs> not the most smelly room on 90. So Andrew finishes up dinner. He heads back to the hotel room and he sees Amira's online. So he's oh, she's online. Let me message her. She's like, hi, baby. And then Andrew responds, are you okay, baby? She's like, I'm so sorry, baby. Now, oh, this is a baby couple. We got a baby mm-hmm. couple. I should have known this was a baby couple. And I was also questioning Amira. I'm, I'm like, why are you babying him since right. this whole thing was his fault? Right. Right. You're still doing that baby talk. I can't, I can't deal with baby couples. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. And we have a couple baby couples on this season. Oh, yeah. But I didn't see Andrew and Amira as a baby couple. Should have known. I don't think they're a couple, a couple anymore after nope. this fiasco, but we'll see. Because nope. Amira responds, she's on the plane back to Amsterdam, right? She's heading back to France instead of to Andrew. Mm-hmm. So the whole plan is out the window. Amira will not be making it to America. Amir, Amira, 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 Amira. No, but America. America. Oh. It's not going to happen. We can't do America. Oh. America is not going to be happening this season. <laughs> so Amira tells Andrew what it was like in detention, how she was detained, had no communication. It actually did kind of seem pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about it, Amira's English isn't great. It's not as it's good as good. it's not as good as Andrew's is all I'm saying. <laughs> right. And I doubt her captors spoke French. So she was probably even worse off than Andrew trying to communicate. Oh, yeah. With people in Mexico. So I kind of feel for her. Yeah. Kind of seems When she said, you know, when we have her arriving to Amsterdam, I'm sure it was a layover. It was probably the first plane she could get on back to Europe. Yeah. Uh, So she stayed at a hotel in Amsterdam. And she was talking about that she didn't know why she was detained. Which. Someone needs to just come clean. It can't be that big of a... You probably didn't have a return ticket. That's what we're going to say. Yeah, and I think she traveled during COVID-19. No return ticket. It was suspicious. They thought she might be doing something illegal or she is doing something illegal. But the fact that they didn't tell her... Well, they were doing doing her a favor by preventing preventing her from going to stay with Andrew for two weeks. Hey, you cannot come here. Go back. Put her on the the next plane. Bye. The fact that she was... In detention for three three days. days. So we catch up with her. She's in that hotel room by herself. 
looks way better than Andrew's from oh, yeah. Mexico, I'll say. But she's in the bathroom. She's talking to a, a producer on the phone, I think, mm-hmm. getting very emotional, saying she told Andrew what happened, how she was heading back to Europe. And Andrew never reached out to her, never checked in to see if she made it to the hotel. Nothing. Then she goes on to say it wasn't her idea to go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Right. It was Andrew's. Mm-hmm. Then she says. I don't even love him. Oh, she said that? I missed it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Unless I, again, I don't think, I have a hard time understanding her, to be honest <laughs> with you. But she said, it's not my idea to go to Mexico. I don't even love him. Mm. And we learned that he kind of emotionally abuses her and threatens so her. So emotionally abuses her. <sighs> I, I I couldn't believe what she was saying, if that's true. I totally see it. I totally see like, it. Girl, you should be lucky that you didn't make it to America. Yeah, that you didn't become a Miss America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the detention was, uh, you could sit there, cool out for a little bit, think about what you're about to do. It must have been terrible. And uh, as Amira said, she doesn't wish for anyone to go through this. And I totally agree. Well, but she was locked in a room for three days with nothing, no makeup, no makeup news. Not what was she doing? Toilet, but no toilet paper. She said she said she didn't shower for three days. I don't think Andrew showered for three days either. Yeah. And he wasn't even in a detention center. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were bonding over their lack of shower. Bathing, yeah. But on a serious note, I know 90 Day doesn't get involved with helping these couples process and file their visas. They don't? They don't. No, they're going to still make you fill out the paperwork. Well, yeah, I guess. But sometimes I'm curious because I know we decided we're going to cover Mohammed and Daniel. So I want to save this for a new pod. Yeah. But Mohammed and Daniel, clearly a red flag couple, right? (laughs) How did they go through it? I don't don't get it. I don't know. So that's why I feel like this show must. No. No? I'm basing it off. I think it was Libby. And she did one of those things on Instagram where it's ask us a question, we'll oh. answer. And someone asked, does TLC help you with your paperwork, with the visa? And she said, no, it's all you. You're on mm. your own. Okay. So my point here is let's say that that's true and these couples are on their own. Don't you think or wouldn't you hope TLC would step in here and try to help Amira out? Oh, and- yeah. I actually was surprised he didn't. You have – Clueless Andrew in his hotel room. Mm-hmm. And then you have her sweet dad trying to figure something out from France. And then you have a production crew who I'm sure was at the Mexico City airport ready to mm-hmm. film her arriving. Mm-hmm. I hope someone tried to help her out. It doesn't seem like yeah. they did if she was stuck there for three days. Yeah. It's- but they got to have more pull, right? You, they've got to have more pull than at least Andrew. Uh, for sorry. sure. And I'm sure someone on the crew... S- Speak Spanish. Oh, for sure. They always usually have yeah, like a native if you, speaker. Yeah, yeah, if you film in Mexico. So who knows? I assume she's not lying. We know she was in detention center. She was crying like a crazy person. So I, I felt like it was genuine. Here's like, one thing I noticed when she was giving her interviews. Because mm-hmm. we know they're filmed later, right? When she's doing her little confessionals mm-hmm. to the camera. She was still wearing that engagement ring that oh. Andrew gave her. And I don't know if that's a move by production. Oh, okay. Keep on the engagement ring. We don't want to give away any secrets. But she was still wearing it. Well, maybe she's just like, you know what? 
he's an asshole, but I got this piece of jewelry, so let me just rock it. Yeah, yeah. Do I think they're together? No, but no. she was wearing it, so we'll learn. Never be too sure. Yeah, I'm, we'll stay tuned. I don't tuned. think this is the end of them, so I don't think so. But I, I mean, don't. I think this is the end of them as a couple. But I'm sure you know there'll be more. They'll speak. Yeah, I forget what the previews for the next were, but we oh we saw her talking to her dad. Mm-hmm. So she'll I think she FaceTimes Andrew, but we saw her talking to her dad. We'll see. I'm not hopeful we'll for see. them. Definitely not hopeful for them. And af- again, after what she said about Andrew, how he emotionally abuses her. Right, that's true. If that's true, she should not talk to him anymore. No. Forget, and forget marrying him. No Don't one talk. should talk to him. Don't talk to him. No girl should yeah, talk well, to him. Re- you know, I believe people can redeem themselves. I hope second chances. But okay, okay. Amira, maybe you need to take a break from him. And I hope she is. Yeah. Well, I, I know a nice guy named Patrick that would go to France for you. Patrick and Miriam. Oh I yeah. I love Patrick. I love Patrick. He, he was very. Oh, he is very enthusiastic. He's very enthusiastic. Super sweet. Super nice. And he's a killer DJ. He is a good DJ. He yeah. puts these videos on Instagram. And I'll just click on him on his stories and we rock out. Yeah. His mixes no, are good. good. He's good. Yeah. Shout out to Patrick yeah, he, on the he's ones a, and twos. He, he seems like a very nice person. Yeah. And he'll go to, he was ready to go to mm-hmm. Paris for Miriam. So look him up, Amira. <laughs> All right. Tariq and Hazel. Should we do it? Should we do this disaster? Yeah. Dazel. Tarzel. Oh, Tarzel. Harik. <laughs> it could be Harik. Why did I say Dazel? I have no idea. Vin Dazel? Vin Hazel? I don't know. Dazel tar- Washington? Denzel? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Tarzel. It shouldn't be Tarzel, but it is. Unfortunately, it so, is. So, so let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I obviously see the Tarzel necklace, mm-hmm. but uh, Hazel has a, a little necklace. I couldn't read it. Right? I couldn't, I couldn't read, read it. Either. Does it say? I don't know. It didn't say Tarzel. Tar- it didn't say Tarzel. It, I think it was two words. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like Harry or something with her son. Yeah, right? that's true. Or Hazel. What would be the power couple name if Minty was still in the picture? Oh, Tarzin, Tarzinti, Tarzinti. Oh, it could be Tarzinti. Maybe her yeah. name says Tarzinti. <laughs> Who knows? Anyways, Tarzel's stepping out in their masks. It's the first Has, couple. Hostility. Okay, is it you minty? You think about it. You <laughs> go in the corner and think about it and raise your hand when you figured it out. I'm just going to keep talking. House party. I don't know what you're saying. House party? <laughs> that was the last episode. They had a house party. The friends came over. They gave her no, a scarf. No, I'm saying ha, like hazel. Uh-huh. Ta, tarik. Hatar. Tea. Hatardy. Like minty. Hatardy. Uh-oh. Okay. All right. Well, you work on that, though. Let me know when you got something else. That's a tough Okay. One. That's a tough Okay. One. Anyways, Tarzel's going out. And this is the first couple we've seen wearing masks, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's but, the, Yeah. I'm sorry. They say it's the beginning of the pandemic. Yes. They think it may get worse. And so that's why they're going out now. I was laughing. They're like, oh, it may get worse. Oh, it gets worse. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it gets worse. 2021 and it's, it's still going. It gets worse. It's going strong. So... Here's what I found interesting. Hazel says she's used to wearing a mask in the Philippines, but thinks it's strange to wear it in America. But you'd never been to America before, so I don't get why it's strange. I guess movies. I know, but 
if she had been to America, you know, a couple of years before and go, well, last time I was here, I didn't have to wear one. And now I do. No, but this is how I, you know, you see, you watch documentaries. Yeah. From, let's say, China, right? Sure. People wear a face mask. Yeah. So if you and I planned a trip to China, I would probably pack a couple of masks for us because as we know, we see it on TV, the pollution, people wear masks. Right. I would, I would not be surprised and I would probably want to be prepared. So I think it goes both ways. Hazel was watching move American movies, talking to Tariq. Nobody's wearing a mask. She thought, I'm going to come to America and be free. And that's I like, can breathe oh, this now. beautiful air. Oh, nope. Now I have to wear a mask. So she must be thinking, oh, I should have brought my masks. I have so many cute masks at home that I didn't bring. I'm so unprepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she, hey, now you got to wear your masks in America. And now masks became part of your everyday outfit, basically. That's right. Well, we don't go anywhere. So. That's true. But we have so many masks. So many we masks. We have all these like, different colors, different patterns. Yeah. Did you see on the scenes from the next that when Stephanie goes to Belize, she's wearing a mask with Ryan's face on it? Yes. <laughs> you know, Rebecca's like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Rebecca's probably like, you stole my, my ideas. <laughs> anyway, so... Okay, Tarzel's dealing with COVID, but on top of COVID, there's another uncomfortable situation. That is minty. Yes, Tarika still needs to tell Hazel about his communication with Minty. But Tariq wants to hold off. He doesn't want to have that conversation because Hazel's still sad. She's missing home. She's missing her son. So Tariq doesn't want to pile on with more, you know, mm-hmm. not so great news. So they're sitting at this restaurant by the beach. And Hazel's just looking at all these women walking by. And she's like, there's a lot of sexy girls here. There's a lot of sexy girls here. I mean, good for her for being that open because she says in the Philippines she couldn't tell her Mm -hmm. parents that she was bisexual. Her parents are so religious. They wouldn't accept that choice. But it didn't work with Minty because she was jealous of Minty talking to Tariq in Thai. And she was also nervous that Tariq is going to get more into Minty. Mm-hmm. How is it going to work in America? The girl's going to be American. Her English is going to be better than Hazel's. They might speak a little faster. And it can be the same thing. She might feel like, oh man, Tariq is more into her than into me. Well, that's a good point. It may be a good incentive for Hazel to learn English mm. so that she's not left out. In this next threesome, right? So that they're all on an even playing field. It may be a good incentive for, for Hazel to learn that English. Be well, comfortable. Well, English is pretty good. But yeah. yeah, you know. Could always be better, yeah. right? We could always, I could improve. My English could improve. I am improving every single day. Yes. So Tariq says in America, you can pick from all sorts of women. <laughs> Black girls, white girls, Latin girls, every girl from all Flat over the girls. world. He said that. Did he? Mm. Slow down, Tariq. Like, with that mindset, COVID's not going to be the only virus affecting your relationship. (laughs) You know, take it easy. That's a good fun. While they're talking about this array of women that are available in America, that's when Hazel brings up Minty, though. And this is the ex-girlfriend who Hazel is jealous of. So do you think Hazel really wants 
to be in a threesome if she's i don't think she does she wants a girlfriend yes i think she wants just a girlfriend but then have Tariq to be the bank to be the bank to be the maybe- man like to take care of oh i thought you said things. the bank yes i said the bank but i also said the man you know to take care of her but then she wants to have the fun times with a girl it's interesting because most of these couples, when we think, oh, there's a scam situation, we think they just want to come to America. They want a green card. They want a better life. Mm-hmm. Hazel, if she's scamming, and I'm not saying she is, I think she seems like a pretty decent person, mm-hmm. right? Nice. She's a mother and she's caring. But if she is scamming, it's so she can come to America and express herself sexually. And that's not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong here, right? In the Philippines, her upbringing doesn't allow her to be herself. So True. she's finding a way out so she can come be herself. Well, yes. But the only thing why I would not call her a scammer or not even go there, she told this to Tariq that she's bisexual way before she moved to the US. I know. I'm not saying she's hiding it from Tariq. So I feel like scamming would be, oh, she came to US and then mm. I was like, oh, by the way, I'm into girls. Can we get a girlfriend? It's like, no, like this has been apparently going on way before. Yeah. They met Minty. They all were together. together. And after all this, Tariq still was like, you know what? I want to marry Hazel. And she still wanted to marry him. So she came to the U.S. Just think about this family, though. Let's say it evolves into a threesome. You have two kids. You have Ari and you have Harry. And then you're going to have this threesome. I feel like it's going to get very messy. Ari's already sleeping in Tariq's bedroom. Now, how many people can you fit in one bedroom? I have no idea. It's too many people, <laughs> right? It's too many people. Just, it seems very messy. It seems very messy. Yeah, I, I, I can't even go there, but, <sighs> but I don't ha- think that's going to work. I don't think it's going to well, work. There's, we'll too much, there's too much jealousy. Hazel was so jealous. I think that's what led her to do it. She looked she said in, it, yeah. Well, she looked in Tariq's phone. Mm. If you're going through someone's phone, not a good sign. Now, she found something, so her suspicions weren't totally off. But if you're in a relationship and you feel the need to go through someone's phone, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Right. But she finds they were talking. He blames it on COVID. I wanted to reach out. I knew COVID was bad. I wanted to make sure she was okay. Usually he blames it on the lemon twist vodka. Now he's blaming it <laughs> on COVID. So come out with your new song. Blame it on the COVID. Ooh. But I don't know. If Tariq's listening, maybe that's his next we hit. Had a, no, we had his next hit as, what? oh, Powder Blue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, first it's Hot Sauce, and then we got Powder Blue, and then blame it on the COVID. <laughs> blame it on the vid, right? <laughs> anyway, Hazel thinks it was just an excuse. He thinks, she thinks it was an excuse. He wanted to reach out to her. hmm But she's which, hopeful it's not going to happen again. Which... I get it. Tariq wanted to check on Minty, but at the same time, did he have to? No. So he wanted to. I mean, how long was that threesome even a thing? I have no idea. It couldn't have been very long, right? Weren't they all on vacation? What was this? So this is my question. Have they met in Thailand or in the Philippines or somewhere else? I think Thai. Did we know that, that Tariq spoke Thai? No. Well, we know he's very into Thai culture. He's well, very yeah. into Asian culture, right? Yeah, he loves Good for the him. Thai I culture. Would, oh, yeah. I would not look at Tariq 
Tyreek. That's Tyreek. What, look at how we're doing that. I he, would should, he should change his necklace. To Tyreek. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would piss Hazel off. <laughs> but I would not look at Tyreek and go, this is a bilingual dude. But Yeah, that's true. Well, Apparently he is. Apparently oh, he is. If, if somehow, for some reason, Tyreek breaks up with Hazel and starts dating Minty, yes. his necklace can be timey. Timey? Isn't there also like a Thai basil mint? Isn't that a thing? I think that's a dish. I have no idea. I think that's a dish I've had before. Thai basil mint. I'm just mint trying thing. here, okay? Just roll with it. Oh, oh, I'm rolling. Anyways, I feel like we've rolled to the end of this oh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie and Ryan, nothing with nothing with this couple, if you can call it a couple. I don't. Well, I'm. I was very surprised. When very we surprised. saw very surprised scenes from the, the pre- next. Yeah, on the previews that she they will actually meet. And he Ryan seems kind of excited that she's there. He's like, but Oh my they god. Look so awkward, like kissing. I'm like the whole thing. What's going oh, I can't watch it. But I mean I'll I'll totally watch totally it. Totally gonna watch it. I I think we're gonna get probably the most we've ever seen from this couple because we're gonna have them together. Plus, I'm hoping for some you know, guest appearances by Harris. Well, no, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm hoping for some one on one with Ryan. Oh. You know, like, hey, my name is Ryan. This is what I do because we didn't get that. Yeah, I'm not that interested in Ryan as a solo. I want to see them together. Well, I want to yes. see how this 27 year old and this 52 year old get along. Mm, that's right. True. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. That's a lot of question marks that I hope well, get I'm answered. Excited. That I hope get answered. Yeah, it was a good episode. I thought it was a good episode. I thought it was better than last week's. I hate to say it. I think Brandon and Julia bring the entertainment. I think Ron and Betty bring the entertainment. Oh, yeah. W- without Ron and Betty, it would be okay. It would just be a bang but fest. They, yeah, bunch they of animals. Brought all, they bring all the drama. Yeah, we love to hate them. <laughs> So <laughs> love to hate them. That's it. That's this past episode. Mm-hmm. It was good. I it enjoyed good. it. I enjoyed it. Hope you guys did. Um, so that's all I got to say. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast or wherever you're listening right now. Mm-hmm. If you didn't leave a review an hour and 50 minutes ago when I asked <laughs> nicely, <laughs> it's not too late. You can still do it. Basically, if you made it to the end of the pod. Yeah. Why wouldn't you leave a review? <laughs> <laughs> and don't leave a review like I just wasted an hour and 50 minutes of my life. Say something nice. If you, did, if you didn't like it, no one's making you listen to it again. So, Very true. We're just kidding. We love that you guys are mm-hmm. hanging with us. We love this group. I feel like we've we've built this nice little family. I'm going to call it a family. And yes, we community. Love talk- community is probably the less creepy word. I feel like I cannot go with family because I would picture everyone as children and oh. I feel like it would really cross a lot of lines. You guys are not our children. No. So <laughs> I, I'm going to go with a community because I love the idea of it. Yeah, we built a nice little community. I love it. I love seeing it on the Sunday Night Lives. I feel like the community is growing and mm-hmm. we're welcoming more yeah. and more people who ever wants and to join. Everyone is from wherever, but we all have one main thing in common that we talk about and it's awesome. We love 90 Day. We love or love to hate 90 Day. Yeah, it depends on the week. Anyways, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for leaving the review. Um, that's all I got to say. Right? Yeah. All right. Until next week. Until next week. We will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 